We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. How you doing? It's still your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for uh, the second part of a two-part edition of the Knicks Film School podcast, because we were just having so much fun with, um, once again, my buddies joining me for um, this episode, Bernard Ozerowski and Yashwath Manjanath. Um, it only took me a decade to get your name right, Yash. That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, you are a slow learner, after all, and just slow in general. So um, I am also, <laughs> again, just. Moving on. Um, I am, if you're watching this on the YouTube, you could see that I am wearing uh, my daughter's, uh, I think this is her, I'm looking at the reflection. I think this is her Rapunzel crown. Yeah. Um, This is the Alzheimer's setting in, by the way. The what? Oh, the Alzheimer's? Okay, yes. Um, The reason I'm wearing this is because, so uh, in case you missed part one of the episode, I don't know why you would do that, but go back and listen. We uh, gave out some Academy Awards um, to this Knicks team. Um, now we are going to get a little bit more into the weeds on the Oscars as it pertains to this Nick group. And, um, you know, you have to the pomp and circumstance of the Oscars is a big deal. Um, so that's why I decided to put on my daughter's um, Rapunzel crown before I, I turn it to our conversation. Bernard um, Tangled is a big part of our eh, maybe in a daily watching routine. It's weekly watching routine here at the Macri household. Um, which I actually quite quite like, um, as opposed to Peppa Pig, which I do not like. What is the most annoying thing that you have to watch with your kids that you don't care for? The number of times that I've seen The Secret Life of Pets and its execrable <laughs> sequel is tr- is truly painful. And the worst the worst part, look, it, this they're not they're not good. But the worst part is the transition from Louis C.K., who's good in the first one as the main dog, who's okay. then replaced because he likes to masturbate too much uh by Patton Oswalt. Just the wrong, <laughs> around the wrong people. Like well just, yes, yes. You just keep it to himself. Uh, by Patton Oswalt in the second one. And that is a it, it's a significant downgrade. And those movies are are like at least frozen the eight hundredth time the, the songs are still catchy. It's, it's nothing, much like nothing there. Alfred Payton comes in for Derek Rose or Emmanuel quickly. That that is your that's your Patton Oswalt analogy, I agree. Funny you should bring up Alfred Payton um, because this I'm just going to take this opportunity because I'm going to go first and what we're about to do. So here's how this is going to go. Each of us decided to pick and we have not shared our choices with each other. So we have no idea. There might be some overlap with players, with movies. We'll find out soon enough. Each of us have picked um, five players and we are going to kind of award each of these players um, one movie. Uh, comparison based on the season that they have had. 
Um, and, and to start us off, um, I am going to go first. And um, for Alfred Payton, I'm, I'm, they're going to get uh, this is the only negative one. They're going to get positive, more positive from here. Alfred Payton, I had I had some different choices. Um, there were there was a there were, there were some pretty um, rough movies about some rough topics this year that I could have a group with Payton. I'm not going to do that. Um, I am giving him Lakeith Stanfield from Judas and the Black Messiah. And here's why. Great movie. Great performance. The whole thing. Lakeith Stanfield played a guy who infiltrated, sneakily infiltrated the Black Panthers to their great detriment. And um, it was, it didn't work out well for the people that he infiltrated. Um, And he, the character that he played has to live with that for the rest of his life, which turned out to not be terribly long because if you've seen the movie, well, I won't spoil it, but in any case, um, Alfred Payton is Lakeith Stanfield because he has somehow figured out a way to infiltrate this wonderful, glorious, feel-good Knicks season and take a big dump on it from the inside. Um, and he has done so without anybody realizing what he's doing, apparently, because he continues to start games. <laughs> and um, this is just really unfortunate. And um, I just I don't know what's going to happen. Is he getting paid under the table? Um, I think Scott, Perry, who, who, wait, oh my God, I always forget this actor's name. Jesse, Jesse Buckley, right? Jesse Clemens. 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 Buckley's Clemens. a woman. Yeah. Jesse Buckley is a woman. Jesse Clemens is Clemens. a woman. That's Friday Night Lights guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Who's That's also in Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. Okay. So Clemens, I think is this, is the Scott Perry figure here. Cause Clemens is, is bringing the, the racist. Well, he, okay, we're going. That's a bridge too far. We're, but he's the one bringing Lakeith Stanfield into the fold in the movie, just like yeah. Perry is bringing Elf into the fold. Pretty good. Yeah. So, okay, um, it's funny that that was your your first one because my first one is also Judas and the Black Messiah, and it I also compare Elf to Lakeith Stanfield uh, because he is he is Judas. He's also Brutus. He is uh, he's. <laughs> Every, he's, I, he's uh he's the guy in Lagan who betrays all of them to the British. Uh he is um you know he, he's every miserable fuck in every movie that just needs to he he brings he makes the sun dimmer with his presence every day. Um that's why he should be fired into the sun so that the sun can and shine the way that it should again. Um, and those uh, who think, for those who think Yash is exaggerating, literally, literally once a day, he takes the time to, to hit all three emojis. It's the, and the order is it's the sun, and then it's the elf, and then it's the rocket ship. Every it's, day. Every day. Clockwork. It's just every day. Oh he goodness! Just, he just finds a way every single game, um, and uh, and of course my Black Messiah is RJ, obviously because he. Is, oh, look at yeah. you! I I actually and, have a different uh, Black Messiah, but we're, I'll save that for later. But okay. yeah, I mean the dynamic between the two of them, the way that Elf was stunting RJ's development as a rookie, and uh, and now is, is still, frankly, like their chemistry is is not what you want because no. Elf has no chemistry with anyone except his hand, presumably. Um, and uh, just uh, not a shooting hand, though, clearly. Not a sh- it's not a shooting hand. <laughs> um, Bernard, uh, you want to you pick it up with your first? I do. I, I will start with a negative one um, here. There, there's actually, well, let me say, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. It's called The Father. It stars Anthony Hopkins. It's about a man struggling with, with dementia, it's this, it's really, it's incredible how it's made. He's kind of phasing in and out of reality. He's not sure Dude, what this part of the timeline of his life is in. He's not sure, you know, who the people around him are anymore. He's just sort of lost touch with the outside world. And I think the perfect embodiment of the father for this New York Knicks team is James Dolan, who mercifully has lost touch with the day-to-day operations of the team. And all of a sudden they're good. We haven't seen James Dolan in a newspaper talking about basketball all season, and now they're not dog shit. James Dolan, you're the father. Congratulations. 
So this is the one best picture nominee, and I believe the one major acting category nominee, uh, other than Vanessa Kirby, I haven't seen that one either, that I have not seen. Um, I really wish I could have seen this before we recorded, but um, is is there an Olivia Coleman comp somewhere? Because she's like the daughter who's like a caretaker. Is, she, it, is she, that maybe William Wesley or? Uh, you know, I, I think Worldwide West is a good a good fit for the Coleman character here. Okay. As sort of the, the, Very the passion of reality. Right? She's wonderful. I love her. Yeah. She's yeah. going to be great in the Marvel show. Uh, but like she she's amazing. That could be the Worldwide West of this scenario. Okay, great. Um, okay, so then it's me next. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to try to mix it up. So this is probably the one that makes me the happiest, I think. So um, for um, my Maria Bakalova from, of course, Borat, Borat subsequent movie film, this is a manual mm-hmm. quickly because I walked into that movie not, I mean, I figured it was going to be funny, but I figured whatever funny it was, it was going to be like, stupid funny and like the type of funny it's like all right it's a tuesday night there's nothing better to watch um i'll just turn this on and it was and 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 i expected whatever i got from it to come from borat from sasha baron cohen um and it's it's criminal by the way that he was nominated for the other stupid fucking movie he was in this year but we don't want to talk about that um but anyway so and then maria bakalova comes on the screen who plays for anybody who hasn't seen the film his daughter and it was just like, where did this come from? I was not expecting this in my life at all. This is glorious. I want to, all I want to do is watch this person. I know she was on screen for much of the movie. I want her to be on screen more of the movie. Um, she, I don't know exactly what she's like. It, like, is she acting? Is she being, as Bernard and I have talked about, is she being a journalist? Like where, but it works. It just works. And I just want to see more of it. And she's awesome. And Emmanuel quickly is the Maria Bakalova of this next season, because it's just, even when it's maybe not great, it is positively delightful. And I look forward to many more years of hopefully uh, Maria Bakalova acting and, or, or doing CNN could hire her tomorrow. And I would watch whatever program they put her on. Um, I just want to see more of her. Just like, I want to see more of Emmanuel quickly. So shout out to, uh, to both of them. Yash. That's a great one. Yeah. So my second one is uh, for the white tiger. Of course. Tibbs. Because. Um, is he the white his, tiger? Oh yeah. I mean, he's, he's the white tiger because of his single minded psychotic focus. And uh, you just, on the one hand, you, you love his hustle. You respect it. But you're also pretty sure that this person is pathological, much like the main character in The White Tiger. Um, is this spoilers? Should I say I'll say, I'll say spoilers? This movie was, has been on Netflix for how long now? It's it's been long enough. Okay, like, in a while. Okay. So who who is Tibbs taking out on the side of the road at the end of the? <laughs> <laughs> is I mean, he? Oh my he, God! Maybe Leon Rose. Maybe he. Maybe he eventually goes for the Pobo job. Maybe that's how the story ends. Or, or we know. trade everything for Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's pray not. Who, <laughs> oh, man. Who's the, t- who's the, t- who, who do you think if, well, no, no. We trade everything for a 30. How old is Jimmy Butler? Whatever. We tr- that's, that's. The- <laughs> that, that would be, yes, you're right. That would be the. Uh, yeah, that's the move. That would be um, the move. Thank you, by the way, for that recommendation, Yash, because I would not have watched that movie if you were had not. Uh, or maybe it was Bernard. Were you? Did you recommend? Uh, I recommended. You recommended it first. Yes, you did. I, Sorry. Um, that's my job my, in this group. It's just that my opinion matters more because Bernard recommends so many movies, and uh, I I don't. Well, you recommended uh, very briefly. You recommended my favorite show that I've seen in the last several years, which is uh, Never Have I Ever, which I'm very excited to report coming back for season two. When, when, when's it coming back though? Cause I'm, I'm very excited. I'm probably going to watch it. In- I don't know. My wife just said it's coming back. I don't know when it's coming back. Of course anyway. it's coming back. Like obviously it was a, it was a huge hit. Summer. 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 Okay. Oh, um, Bernard, what's your, what's your second? So my second one, I, I, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, you both talked about it. It's a great movie. The director is a, a fellow named Shaka King who, uh, has made one other movie about, like weed or something like that that no one's ever seen he's largely just made like stoner comedy short films and stuff like that in his filmmaking career and he has 
taken on a major motion picture here and knocked it out of the park. There are some rough edges. There are some parts that don't quite work. There are some scenes that are a little derpy, but the whole thing comes together in this incredibly powerful, incredibly compelling haul. And I want to see everything that this guy does for the rest of his career. So Shaka King, Emmanuel Quickly. I think Quickly is, there are some warts here. There are some bad games. There are some rough spots. I don't care. I'm so fucking happy that I get to watch that guy play out, I hope, the rest of his career in the blue and orange. Um, I, uh, man, that would be really That was nice. beautiful. That was very beautiful. That was very, Thank very, you. very nice. Um, anyway, uh, a lot of Judas, I, I, quick side note, since we've talked about it, I'm going to mention it one more time. Bernard, do you think that there's any chance that Judas and the Black Messiah steals um, Best Picture? Or do you, is it not, not possible? Zero percent. Okay. If there's that an upset, if there's an upset, it's going to be Minari, Chicago Seven, or Promising Young Woman. But Nomadland is winning. It's it's silly to guess otherwise. Okay, gotcha. Um, all right, so that that gives uh, brings it back to me. Um, let's see which way should I go next. Well, you just brought it up, so why not? Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go Promising Young Woman, which I think I think is my favorite of the Best Picture nominees. Um, which is ironic because this is not my favorite player, but so I'm going director here, Emerald Fennell and, um, giving it to Nerland's Noel. So for anyone who hasn't seen promising young woman, promising Young woman is a, it's a trip. It's an interesting movie. It is not quite like, I think anything you've seen. Um, it definitely, it, here's the thing about promising young woman. Is it the best movie of the year? Probably not. Um, is it like a great movie? I, I love it but others disagree. Here's the thing. This movie will stay with you and it has scenes and moments in it that just like you're, you're going to be knocked back into your chair. Nerland's Noel. Is he a, is he a good defender? Is he a great defender? He's a good defender. I think we could all agree. He's a good defender, right? I don't know. If he's a great defender. I don't know. if He's a defender. You should like, Oh, we need to have Nerland's Noel back referring back to our conversation at the end of the last pod. But when he makes a play, it stays with you. It hits you in your bones. And like, it is the, like when he makes a play, it is the play of the night. Um, and so the only movie that I think that I saw this year of the, I'm pretty sure maybe Bernard, you could hop in, but like where there were moments during the film where I just was like, you know, you're back in your seat and you're like promising young woman. So Nerland's Noel, well, you are my, uh, as it were, promising young woman uh, of this next season. And uh, <laughs> shout, shout out to you. Okay. I like it. I still haven't seen that movie. It sounds like. Oh, movie. God. What are you doing with your life? Come on. I, I, have really a, good. I, I have a murder trial on Monday and a guy looking at spending the rest of his life in prison. So I got to I got to deal with that. But this would be inspiration, I think, in some weird twisted way for that for that I, trial to begin. I think I think more inspiration will be working up my case. But um, <laughs> since so you're my, sitting here talking to us, right? I, I know. Right. Yes. Um, well, because I, I had a good day, so I'm taking a break. Um, so my next comparison is uh, for One Night in Miami, the four uh, who've turned out to be key role players who we talked about for best supporting like actors, this. Rose, Burks, Bullock, and Noel. I love it. Um, as, as the four guys from One Night in Miami, like it, that movie was, it was not expensive. It was not particularly flashy. It takes place almost entirely in one room. Um, but it, it just, you just keep going back to it and it's just, it's so damn cool, even though it, it doesn't, uh, it's so not we should, some big blockbuster or. Uh, so we should say this was the, um, a look at um, one, one night in Miami, a night that actually uh, took place um, after um, then Cassius Clay defeated. Oh my God. Bad sports fan moment by me. Who'd he beat? Oh my God! All bad sports fan moment by all of us. Um, Who did he beat in the fight? I think it was Sonny Liston. It's Liston. Sonny Liston. Okay, great. Andrew, work your edit. Actually, no, you can leave it. I don't care. Um, so the night he beat Sonny Liston, um, he spent the night in a Miami motel room. It was not a hotel um, with um, uh, Malcolm X, um, uh, Sam Cooke, uh, and Jim Brown. So out of, I'm trying to think out of the, so you mentioned Rose, 
Burks, Bullock, and Noel. Noel. I think we, well, Bernard and I agree that the actor who portrayed um, the Ali character was the least of those. So who, who who's going to be your Ali out of those four? You have to give it to somebody. Hmm. Tough, tough one, right? You know what? I mean, maybe maybe Rose, because he's the one who says ridiculous things like super team. <laughs> You're holding the past against him? Okay. I, that, that's fair. Even though he's your favorite, number one in your heart. He um, is number one in my heart. But again, okay. I, I actually liked Eli Gorey in the movie. So You did like Eli Gore. So that's perfect because you're so much higher on Rose than everybody else. <laughs> that's, so actually, that's perfect. There that's actually perfect. Yeah, it's, okay. not a, it's not a good performance. He's not good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in comparison I mean, to the other three, at least. The other three are are, are like two are spectacular. Okay. So if, if we're really talking good. about what was the best acting performance, I mean, yeah, it's between Odom and, and – uh, Benadier. Yes. yes. But um I just I thought he was fun. I thought he was good comic relief. I enjoyed his take on who is already an over-the-top figure in Ali. Like it, it was I thought it was fun. It added a little bit of levity to what was otherwise a very serious movie. And uh I mean I liked all four of them at the end of the day. No, I, 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 I like listen. All it's not it's not easy to play a guy that has been videotaped and, and seen on screens more than uh, you know as much as any american this you know last century so um bernard uh you're you're next up so i'm gonna go with sound of metal here and sound of metal is the story of a drummer in a small metal band who realizes he's losing his hearing and most of the plot of the movie is about him learning to come to grips with his new limitation and learning to live life after his body has changed and no longer works the way it used to. And my choice for that is Derek Rose, who has managed to evolve his game into a critical role player on a good team. He's gotten over the sort of star player bullshit he had the first time around. We're not talking about super team nonsense anymore. He has fit in wonderfully as a role player who has started to elevate the people around him. He's accepted. He's accepted this new normal and is the better for it. So, sound of metal. You are Derek Rose. The uh, number one movie of the year for our producer Andrew Claudio. Yeah. Um, oh, Andrew, oh, I hope oh, you'll prove it that day. Uh, a fine choice, by the way. Yeah, um, it's a great movie. For anybody who hasn't seen any, like I'm pretty sure all the movies we talked about so far are like movies we we would strongly recommend. Yeah. So let me uh, just jump in real quick. Please. A little producer's note. First of all, yes, Sound of Metal, best movie of the year. You can hear it on the second to last episode of Final Score and the feed is still up. Um, and to those who are hearing all these movies being thrown at you and wondering, oh my gosh, they're, they're listing them too many because I'm the greatest producer of all time. I will be putting a list of all these movies in the episode description with a hyperlink to where you can find them on which streaming platform they are, which Sound of Metal is on Amazon, One Night in Miami is on... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Amazon, White Tiger on Netflix. Promise, young woman, you could skip that. Um, uh, wow, okay, okay, fine. Don't skip it. Go to Redbox. Wow, the reaction in the... Just go on your VOD service on... For All right, if, if, Andrew, if, if Andrew is giving it a negative, then I'm... Oh, no, no, yeah, I will say the conversation that sparks from Promising Young Woman is worth seeing it. Like, it is actually a must-watch. 
It's just some people react to it differently than others. That's all. Yeah. Just like Nolan Zawell is most watched. Next up for me, um, I had to give I had to give Taj some love here. And um, I thought a lot long and hard about where to go for this. <laughs> and I settled in on it's not a best picture nominee. It didn't get a directing nomination. It didn't get, um, a, you know, uh, an acting. Um, but News of the World is the dad movie of this year. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, News of the World is the Tom Hanks picture this year. And we, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Western, actually, um, starring Tom Hanks, a, in which Tom Hanks plays Tom Hanks as if he was <laughs> in the 18, what is it, 1880s? No, no, sorry. It's after the Civil War. So I guess it's 18. 60s or 70s um and they just ride around in the in in the west and have conversations and it's, it's wonderful um ties gibson is just he is the tom hanks of the nba he just makes you happy you just want to spend time with him you want to just like hey you know let's go get coffee um so I'm, it was nominated in production design which is where i'm going here because production design as i understand it at least is basically making the production look like it's supposed to look, and whenever Taj is on the floor, he um he makes the um, he makes the team look like you know uh, he helps make the team look like a real team more so last year than than this year because this year they are a real team but like Taj always contributes to that so shout out to to Taj Gibson the Tom Hanks of uh, of 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 this New York Knicks season yeah you're so old listen it's Tom fucking Hanks it's a good Tom movie. fucking Hanks. Yeah, whatever. There's only one. There's only one Tom Hanks, and it's Tom Hanks. Your AARP card is in the mail. And it's not Chet Hanks. (laughs) Yes. Um, So my number four pick is uh, a – so for the trial of the Chicago 7. Why would you – I am going with Austin Rivers because (laughs) he came in with all of this – Sex appeal and high expectations. This is great. And yeah, uh, good call. was was ultimately forgettable, but yet is still weirdly overrated by most people, but not the people on this uh, live stream right now. So Rivers had the Utah game. Actually, he had both Utah games, right? Because the, the first half of the second Utah game was so pretty So he magical. likes to abuse Mormons, which I, I guess that's one positive character. It's a great, <laughs> wonderful quality. I'm trying to think of like, I only saw the movie once, so I should. I guess I should go. No, actually, I really don't want to go back and revisit that movie. What was, was there a scene in the movie that was actually a really, I guess at least one, maybe the courtroom scene where um, the judge, uh, the, oh my God, Frank Langella, um, has the back and forth with um, who plays the Black Panther that's on trial? Uh, yeah, I, what's yeah here? Yes, the, the dude from Watchmen. Yes, okay. Um, a few of the, I guess, a few of those scenes were pretty good, right? But I mean, some of them. I mean, the dialogue was ripped straight out of the actual trial. No, it wasn't. <laughs> some of that it is was, that no? is not true. It is no? not not a word of it. Really. Not a word. Huh. Can I just say, use this opportunity to say, if this movie, um, if Sorkin fucking takes something home for this fucking movie, oh wait, he didn't get best, he didn't get uh, Darky Nuts. Yeah. Oh, but, don't, don't, don't watch during the screenplay part of the evening. I was about to say, if this movie wins screenplay, I'm, 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 I'm not gonna be. No. I'm not gonna I be mean, pleased. I did. I'm crossing my fingers for Promising Young Woman, but I think it's gonna be. It might be Chicago. I 7. mean, maybe you guys disagree on. The, I did enjoy the last scene of the movie. I thought I, I liked that scene. The we, the worst part of the movie? Yeah, it was about. To, were you high? <laughs> the one that solidified the movie as a piece the of dog shit. Embarrassing part where they're celebrating in the courtroom. Seriously, no, when, when he's reading the names of all the people who died. And <sighs> oh come on, Yash, you have never been an older white man than right now. Good lord. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> it's not a. It's not a great movie. It's 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 a great TV movie. It's TV movie, easily the worst of the nominees. Easily. Um, Bernard, now you're up. <clears throat> so uh, I'm going to go with Wolfwalkers for my next one. For those of you that are unfamiliar with it, it's now available on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm <laughs> definitely not showing it because they send me nice stuff. 
but uh, it's actually really good. It's from uh, this little Irish. It is good. Uh, it's really good. This Irish animation studio um, that makes just these really great sort of mythic films. Uh, it's about a girl who is slowly but surely becoming a wolf. And in the process of becoming a wolf, finds her powers and finds this sort of both her own sort of uh, internal strength, but also this outward physical aggressive force that she oh. is a warrior wolf. This is and great. The wolf walker of the New York Knickerbockers is Julius Randall, who has found his strength, who has become a wolf and warrior of the team, who has just who has just leveled up in a way that is perhaps unprecedented in recent NBA history from what he was last year to what he is today. Julius Randall, that's your wolf walker. Fantastic. Um, really good call. Really good call. I, I love it. Um, good movie. It's a good movie. Good movie. Good, good. A lot of good animation. Um, okay. So I, I was struggling with with the, the last one because there were a lot of different ways that I wanted to go here and a lot of different players that I wanted to honor. And I had to go with my heart. Um, and so I knew we talked about it already. Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, um, I am. I am not. A, I am. I am comfortable saying clearly the performance of the year. With and rest in peace, love him always, Chadwick Boseman. But Daniel Kaluuya, for me, takes the cake. What he did in that film is um, unbelievable, and uh, he is going to win an Oscar. Um, and he doesn't have to compete with Chadwick Boseman because of category fraud. Because he they shoehorn him into supporting actor in a in what world that is a thing that should be the case. It whatever, but he's going to get his Oscar for it, and he deserves it because it was a performance of the year. Um, so I am giving my Daniel Kaluuya award to Theo Pinson because <laughs> Theo Pinson what looks like oh, looks God. like a supporting piece. He doesn't play in the games; he's just out there on the side. But this man, this lord, is the heart and soul, and the reason. The Knicks are sitting as we speak in fourth place in the Eastern Conference. Oh God! Um, because yes, 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 because of Theo Pinson. So I, this is my rant against category fraud. Um, Theo Pinson, I hope you, wherever you are out there, you get the credit that you deserve. If you happen to be listening to this, you are hereby invited onto the Knicks Film School podcast to talk about your success this year. Um, and yes, there you go. Come on in. Um, so Theo Pinson, I just want to give you the credit that you so richly deserve for your work this season, um, uh, as a, uh, bench mob leader for the New York Knicks. I can't tell if I'm, if I'm really drunk, if I finally blacked out, are you really just compared Daniel Kaluuya to Theo Pinson? Listen, does that actually happen or, or we're, we're Theo Pinson, what he does every game, it is actually it's performance art. Oh it's 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 performance art because oh God. no oh what <laughs> what what am I saying that's untrue? He absolutely he absolutely is from from forget from the opening tip from the moment he walks into that building Madison Square Garden every game he is just like how can I help my teammates be the best versions of themselves? If that requires me jumping up and fucking down, I'm going to jump up and fucking down. High five dance routines all kinds of shit that I know it's not basketball, but it takes energy and it takes commitment and it takes dedication. So yeah, Theo Pinson is, I'm comparing him to Daniel. Again, Kaluuya. Macri I, Theo Pinson because they both can't reach the top shelf. And that's, <laughs> I, I appreciate that you're rewarding the Knicks resident Cameron crazy. Who's probably like researching the names of little sisters of the players on the other team for shit talk between plays. So good for Theo Pinson. Yes, he's, I have no problem comparing him with the, uh, you know, next Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, okay, um, Yash, you're, you're, you're up next. So my last, oh, first off, go see Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, really, like that's that should be the takeaway from this. Like It was phenomenal. And, you know, I was actually okay with Kaluuya being supporting actor because there's a good chunk of the movie that he's just not in. Yeah, um, and fair. it felt more like Lakeith was the main character, but really one of them. They're both nominated for supporting. So right, exactly that. Lakeith being nominated for supporting bothered me more in the context of the movie because it really was about him. But um, 
my last choice, I'm not actually comparing this movie to anyone on the Knicks, but I feel like it deserves a mention, is Soul. It's yeah. a movie that I would like to credit for being most responsible for this great season <laughs> by reverse jinxing this Knicks franchise. They Pixar goes out of their way to shit on the Knicks, and then lo and behold, best season in years. So thank you, Soul. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of jinxes and reverse jinxes. We all are in our in our text thread. Yeah, very superstitious. And uh, I think I think Soul deserves far more than Theo Pinson. Soul deserves the credit for the Knicks being the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference right well, now. Just like Co- go, Bernard. What is that? I was just gonna say, yeah. Co director Kemp Powers is actually a hardcore Knicks fan, so and that's why he added all that stuff in. So, uh, Kemp Powers, much like Theo Pinson, if you are listening, you also have an open invite to come on to the Knicks Film School podcast to talk about um, the most successful year that anyone has had in the movie industry um, in 2020. Between that, and uh, obviously, he wrote uh, One Night in Miami as well, which. Um, I don't know. I don't know what my exact order is, but I'm pretty sure One Night in Miami and, and Soul are two of the five um, my five favorite experiences I had watching movies this year. Um, Bernard, you want to bring us home here? Sure. So I, I thought of a lot of angles to go with this. I thought about making a, a, a thriller Ben Askren joke about that elbow Nerlens Noel took the other day. I, I thought about how maybe Ignas Brasdikis would make sense for Tenet, the movie that all the white neck beards were really excited about and turned out to suck. And then I thought about Nomadland, which is a beautiful, elegiac movie. Uh, and it, it's what it comes down to is it's about a bunch of people who are unwanted by society. They don't have friends. They struggle to hold down jobs. They're barely employable outside of Amazon factories. Really, they're just fucking unlikable to the masses. And I thought to myself, who best fits that archetype? And, you know, I had to break away from the Knicks and I had to lean into once a Nick, always a Nick. And I ended up with Kristaps Porzingis as one of the nomads that based on his performance this year, nobody wants in their life, nobody wants around, and he should be relegated to live in the deserts of the West. Oh, wow. This is, for those of you who don't know, Bernard has been the biggest Kristaps Porzingis defender to an irritating degree in our, in our group chat. Um, and uh, I've come him, around, baby. For him to have finally turned on KP is uh, is wild, and I'm glad to see it. I really am. Um, does he shit in a bucket in Dallas, wherever he is? I think he shits wherever the, Luca allows him to. Do you see the report that him and Luca have no off the court relationship at all? That's what inspired this. Yeah, well, shout, shout out to Mike Basic, former KFS uh, podcast guest, who uh, did that interview with Cuban today, where that came out. So um, that's that's a great call. Um, uh, before, uh, so let's uh, Andrew, you want to come in? I was just gonna. Uh, so we have some producer notes from from Mr. Claudio, but I also wanted to just get any any lingering thoughts on the Oscars uh, now that we've done a solid hour and a ah, half of Knicks content. Look at you um, producing a show. Um, well, no, I just, you know, it, we, the good. movies mean I a like lot it. to all of us. Um, I just, I just, the only thing I want to say is I really, again, shameless plug. Um, I, I want promising. I don't know. I don't really care if it's Carrie Mulligan. I, I know Fennell doesn't really have a realistic chance because um, Chloe Zhao is going to take that award and that's great. I'm so happy for Chloe Zhao. Um, but like, man, if you, you, Bernard, you mentioned the possibility that promising a woman gets best picture. If that fucking happened, it would make, it would arguably, it might make me as happy as any best. I just, again, I know I'm not saying it's a, it's a great movie, but I just, I just, that movie personally for me blew me away. So yeah. Original screenplay is the cool kids category. That's your best I'll, bet for. Promising I'll take a woman. it. That's great. I'll take it. I, uh, Mulligan's the best bet. Well, actually, that's Promising fair. Mulligan. Woman. Yeah. Mulligan. So is, she the, is she the best bet? Oh, oh, no, okay. that's, that is the least predictable major category. It's the least clear from the precursors of any there's of the four, big six awards in recent history. There's four nominees with almost even odds, right? It's close yep. to even odds. Oh, we, we should so, all, Day should be behind. Is, she should be closer to Kirby, but yeah. 
All that we, matters we, is who D picks. That's who's going to win. That's this is my D, my wife, who won our Oscars pool last year. Uh, we didn't mention her, uh, but v- shout out also to Viola Davis, who I adored her performance. Um, and and um, that I for me that was my favorite performance of that movie. Anyway, Andrew, um, turn, I'll turn to you. So, quick producer note, um, Yash, I praised you in I guess off the air on the last pod for your Carmelo love because I am also a mellow stan and I've had to endorse some mellow hatred on this pod in the last couple of weeks especially when I bring him up around one John no. Macri don't give me that face mister bringing up the Easter Sunday game and you're like what game okay um trial of Chicago 7 I had is Alfred Payton this movie that people keep telling me is good when actually um so just throwing that out there. It's all like Alfred's having his worst year. And I'd argue this is Sorkin's worst thing. So uh, just my two cents on trial of Chicago seven. Uh, I am stunned, stunned that nobody had RJ as promising young woman. Like yeah, promising. Yash. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, no, I, yeah, had Yash, RJ, I, I had, RJ I stayed away from RJ. I think you were. Yeah. Uh, I, I was yeah, figuring right. you guys would get RJ. That's why I stay away from him. Okay, I just thought the the comp was there. The controversial reputation from the beginning of the year that has only grown uh, more toward positive with time. That's probably going to end up with an award this year. Uh, I will. Yeah, I, I I don't think he's going to be done at twenty two like Hampton was. Ah, well done. Okay. Actually, you know what? Can can we do one one more then? I'm gonna yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna add one more also. I I think it it might be fair to do um to do mank for rj because it feels like most people out there are are still sleeping on him and if you watch him every night and if you're like it's it's a it's he's putting up like masterpieces in a in a certain way i know i don't know that that's that just i got a, i got no, a better comp for i got a better comp for mank you do yeah, what it's Frank Nilakina, someone that people have been telling me is good, oh. but nobody likes to talk about him anymore. Like the forgotten <laughs> best picture nominee. What conversation have you had about Mink? None. That's true. That's true. Just you and me. We're the only one out there. It's, and it's just like, just Frank stands are like, I think if he got the right minutes and the right role, it's like, okay, it's going to come and go and people are going to forget about it. Also, no, no Minati uh, love, which I'm happy because um, I, I didn't, uh, that was not my movie for this year. Um, I don't know, but again, I don't know who I would make that comp to because I like all of these Knicks except for Alfred Payton, and it's not like anybody else does like Alfred Payton. So that that's um, yeah. Anyway, um, Bernard, you're you're the uh, the resident movie expert. Uh, final final thoughts on the Oscars, on movies, on on any of this. I, I think we're gonna get a a Nomadland bloodbath. Uh, I think it's gonna win an awful lot of awards. I think it's gonna win picture, director. I think it's got a good shot at pulling a crazy upset on Best Actress. And I think down the line you're gonna hear like seven awards, eight awards for for Nomadland on Sunday night. Um, and we, we should. And, oh wait, and one 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 last thing. Nobody's gonna be more excited about that than Kevin Feige, who's the person who runs Marvel Studios. Because I bet on Monday morning, we're going to have a trailer for Chloe Zhao's movie Eternals, which opens in November, that leads with winner Academy Award, Best Director, Chloe Zhao. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. It's a hell of a prediction. Um, no, I mean, it's, 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 at this point, if, if, if No Man Land didn't dominate Sunday, it would be a bit of an upset, right? Yes. Okay. Oz, it would be historic because it has every major precursor: PGA, Globe, BAFTA, like all of them. The, there's a universe where the movie loses. There's no universe where she loses. There's none. It would be it would be so removed from precedent for her not to win. It, it would be it, it, there'd be no predictions anymore of any value beyond gut feel if <laughs> she doesn't win. Uh, there's a there's a universe that where where something could win, maybe Minari, maybe Chicago seven, Chicago seven oh. kind of green book it a little bit. Yeah. And the preferential ballot, the way, the way the voting works on every other award, it's just whoever has the most first place votes wins for best picture. You got to rank it. So promising young woman's problem is that it's going to be one or two on a bunch of ballots and seven or eight and, on yeah. a bunch of ballots. And that means you're not going to win. You need to have universal support and nomad land's going to be top three, top four on every single person's ballot. And that's, that's how you win. So what what killed Judas and the Black Messiah? Why didn't it get more love? Because I mean, 
It was just. It, it, it's. A, I mean, it's a good movie. It's. It's. It just got a shocking second acting nomination for Lakeith Stanfield, who had. There's no indicator in the race that he was going to get that nomination. None whatsoever. They ran him as lead, and he got supporting. And that's like a quirk of the voting, which arises from the sort of way inside baseball rules of how the voting works, but how, where where voters choose to categorize people regardless of where the campaigns go. Um, but people really do like it. It's 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 done quite well. It's hard for a first time director to win Best Picture or basically a first time director. I know King has some other credits. Um, and it's also it, it's it, it's not perfect. It's a little shaggy as movies go. It's a little it's a little all over the place. And that's not a bad thing. It kind of gives it a little a little spirit and energy that stuff that's a little cleaner doesn't have. But it's 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 not a perfect film. Um, I think it's it's a very good one. If it wins, I'm not going to be upset. But I just I can't see it. But I think we'll I think we'll see King back again someday. I also just have one note about Judas and Black Messiah. It's just like a tough hang, especially since it's history. You know how it ends. Yeah. And we just had a year full of tough hangs. So I can't see this a voting body voting for, while I do think a very powerful story and very good story, uh, that kind of story, which is why like Nomadland kind of has a happy ending. Like Sound of Metal, happy. Even Chicago 7, the ultimate happy ending. You know, to the point where they all appealed and got out of jail in a year anyway. Minari, super happy ending. In a way, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, and I, 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 I might just be hugely biased towards Judas and the Black Messiah because uh, of, you know, my, my politics and my activism outside of coming on and, and well, for, saying horrible things with you guys. But Fred Hampton is just, he's been a hero of mine and somebody that I, I just don't think nearly gets the level of credit and acclaim as a movement leader that he deserves compared to some of the people who get talked about all the time, like Martin Luther King and Malcolm so, X, who are also phenomenal. So that's the legacy leaders. of this movie is it brings attention to Fred Hampton, where I'm sure before this movie came out, a lot of people maybe didn't know who Fred Hampton was. I'm that sure said, very few people knew who he was. That said, um, if we're talking about the film as a film, and I, I'll lean on uh, Wesley Morris talked about this on the most recent big picture podcast. If you're going to make a Fred Hampton movie, make a fucking Fred Hampton movie. If you're going to make a movie about the guy who infiltrated the black Panthers, make the movie about the guy who infiltrated the black Panthers and make it like, that's my, I agree with his criticism of this. Like that's, there's another movie out there that I think would have been a better version of that story, but they if did real to, life departed. Yeah. Yeah. To, to your point, did the movie accomplish the task of bringing attention to this person who was massively important in the history of our country and, and died, I mean, far younger than King and, and X did? Yes, of course. And he, we, we all have the same politics, so that's meaningful to us. But right. it, as a movie, it could I mean, have been a better the, movie. That's the all. fact that the fact I was actually very satisfied with the, with the way they told Fred Hampton's story, even though it was more about um, – that's how the movie is called Judas and the Black Messiah. It, right. it, 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 they, it, it purported to take a certain angle and it kind of yeah. didn't. Yeah. And it, and it did it. It did it very well. Um, you know, I, I just, it was, uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm biased, but I, I just, no, it's, it's a great, listen, yeah, if you're listening, I love there and you seeing his story told that way, even. You should see yeah. this movie if you're listening to this. Again, it is actually you know it's is it it's not on HBO Max anymore. It is no. it'll it'll be um It's a premium rental right now. So wherever okay, you yeah. would like to watch it, it's it's 20 bucks, but that's the worth the theme of this. The theme of this podcast, if you can rent Promising Young Woman and if you can rent Judas and the Black Messiah, do so. And even though it's on Netflix, you can skip Child of the Chicago Seven. <laughs> yes, yes, you. Yep. It's not worth your. Take it from three, three, one former trial lawyer and two current trial lawyers. This is not the trial lawyer movie. There are about a, a dozen trial lawyer movies that you should watch. Shameless go plug see, from Bernard right now for the movie. Go of the see year. Mangrove. Mangrove. Yes, go go small Axe. It's I on mean, Amazon. It's so. It's it's the same general framework and a radically better movie. You want to see a movie that does the Fred Hampton story wrong? Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yes, that too.
But I love how we ended shitting on the trailer Chicago stuff. All right, uh, Andrew, you're in here. Why don't you close us out so I could? What, what what do we need to finish on? Well, I would just like to extend a thank you to Bernardo Zrowski and Yashwinth Manjanith for coming on the Knicks Film School podcast. Uh, we will be back on Monday with a brand new episode breaking down, I guess, the week in review, which could be a, a coming off a nine game winning streak or a first loss in a couple of weeks. Uh, but Jeremy will be back on Monday. If you dig the show guys head over to iTunes to drop a five-star rating and a review, John will be back on locker room Saturday morning or are you? Yeah. Uh, okay. So you'll be back on locker room Saturday morning. So we yes. will have it. Are we doing it earlier? Let's do live production of the show because the game's at one. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't, I don't locker room know. at 10 30. Uh, whatever that's fine yeah locker room at 10 30 on saturday morning so join us on the app and then i will be filming in if my cold officially goes all the way away on the post game show after the raptors game and i think that covers it oz do you have anything you'd like to plug before we get out of here follow me on twitter oz on movies on twitter and uh big Big things coming in the next few weeks. Yes, yeah. big things coming for Oz in the next few weeks. And if I can shamelessly plug Oz because he's too ashamed to do so, follow him on Letterboxd where you can find all of his rankings and reviews and his diary of movies that I personally uh, get uh, piggyback so I can catch up on movies. Um, his letterbox is a thing of beauty, especially if you're trying to get into movies. Yash, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I guess follow me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Nothing about the Jets? The, I was going to say, watch the NFL draft or? I, I mean, go watch Judas and the Black Messiah and also read up on Fred Hampton because he was, he was a mm. great man who was taken from us way too soon. You're uh for as much as we fuck around with you, you're you're a good man. Um and uh you you do you do God's work every day. Um uh, so thank you for that. And um talk about burying the lead. Bernard, how many watch movies have you did you watch from last year? A lot. <laughs> two fifty, I don't yeah. know, three hundred, something like that. I don't this know the man, guy, the time doesn't make any sense anymore with the years, but a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um John, he, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Do I have to plug something? Do you have anything? Plug your newsletter. Plug your Twitter account. Plug yeah, the merch store. Plug. I okay, I will plug John. You can find John DeMacri's newsletter by subscribing to the KFS newsletter. It's in his bio as he takes one more drink. It is almost eleven o'clock here on the East Coast, and uh, check out the merch store. So I'm up now. Oh, so. I, I, it's it's eleven o'clock right now. I need to polish off the newsletter, and and I probably something else i don't know okay well that'll do it for this episode of the next film school podcast we'll be back with you before you know it giddy up giddy up giddy up